what I love about the show was uh, it's real Spanish. Yeah. It was not that that fake Hollywood Spanish. Like you'd be like, let's go to the fiesta. <laughs> Do you talk to abuela today? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just cringeworthy. I hated it. And then I read this script and I was like, this is how we speak Spanish. The Latinos Out Loud Someone amazing. I say the same thing all the time. Literally, if I had a penny for every time I said these words, uh, I'd be rich and I'd probably be spending it all in Target right about now. But I'm not. I'm going to talk to a friend that I've known for a long time and whose career is continuing to grow, and we are just really enjoying watching that growth. Please put your hands together for the comedian entrepreneur, Gabriel Del Orbe. Jamaican air horns, the harps, the trombones, you know, I'm, I'm a band geek, former band geek. No, I used to be in band. You yeah, too? I, 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 took, I, I took like one music class and I, was, I played the baritone and I hated it. Yo, why? <laughs> Why'd you? I was fucking big and I was like, you know, my lips were hurting all day, like fuck that. A lot of saliva too, saliva right? Saliva all over, nah. The, the baritone I was not too happy about, but... Man, I used to love the trombone. I see people playing the trombone. I was like, diablo, yo quisiera. El trombone, I think, is one of the coolest horns. Trumpets are cool. I agree with you. And that's, like, so Dominican, too, because we see them in, sometimes in the merengue songs, yeah, yeah, right? Merengue They're having mad fun, yeah. like, sliding it in and out and shit paws. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big salsa. Salsa geek. I love salsa. I'm a fan. And I also feel like, uh, also, Dominicans, we taking over the salsa scene. Like, right now, right now, Dominicans got salsa. Talk about it. Yeah, we got all these, like, Yillo Sarante. There's other salseros right now. Like, the salseros that right now, that are hot right now, I would say are Dominicans. Really? That is so great. We're yeah. taking over everything. Taking over. Taking over New York. Yeah, We're taking yeah. over music, music. Dembo, salsa. Yeah. Do you listen to Dembo? Oh, yeah. I okay. love Dembo. I'm like the most, you don't understand. I like, I'm half Dominican, yeah, yeah. but I love Dominican culture oh, yeah. so much. Like, I wish I was into Jewish music, like Hava Nagila and whatever Hava else. Is. I don't know, you know, Hava Nagila, Hava. It's like the song that they play at every like bar mitzvah. I haven't been to one. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, you know what? I haven't been invited to one in a long time, but if there ever, ever is one, you should just like, You should come with me. As a matter of fact, I got some Jewish friends in, in L.A. that um, I want to celebrate a bar mitzvah at my cigar lounge for one of my friends because he's never had a bar mitzvah. I never put a bar mitzvah together, so I was like, it's the first <laughs> for both of us. Listen, putting a bar mitzvah together is like a wedding. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to some really elaborate bar mitzvahs of cousins. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, you know those like activations at the party where you yeah. can make your own music video. Okay. You get the blow up saxophone and okay. the microphone. That was the first time I ever seen or did that. Okay. Like on some baller shit, you okay. know. And my brother, my sister and I, we did, well, shake it up, baby, now shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Right, Ferris Bueller. Um, but, you know, from the soundtrack. You brought up something very interesting that I want to go back to. Okay. 
The Art of Cigars. The Art of Cigars. Uh-huh, you mentioned cigars. So I mentioned you were an entrepreneur. Tell yes. us all about The Art of Cigars. So The Art of Cigars is a company that is 100% Dominican-owned. Uh, the Our roller, our master roller, is also the owner of the company as well. And uh, he used to roll for Arturo Puente, the the the, the company and he was the I, Carlito Puente's right hand man so he used to roll the Opus X which is like the big cigar in, in, the, in the cigar world like big as in size like the big no, one like or like big as in like the biggest like one out the, there the, yes, got it it's like the famous <laughs> one the the cigar the it's cigar right but like this man is a genius but um, he wasn't benefiting from the art that he was creating and it's an art form that's what we call it the art of cigars because it takes art to perfect and put these cigars together. And the way yes. when you see him blend these different types of blends of cigars, there's different types of tobacco from all over the place. There's Dominican tobacco, there's Nicaraguan, there's Ecuadorian, there's African, there's Indonesian, there's yeah. all these Connecticut, there's San Andres, there's Mexican cigars, there's Brazilian tobacco. Blending these different types of tobacco that come from completely different types of soil Blending it the correct way and putting them in a certain order will give you different tastes of tobacco. Wow. And the beautiful thing is we wanted to take back our culture because it's mostly owned by Europeans and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's gentrified in a way. But tobacco and the smoking of tobacco came as an indigenous thing. The Tainos used to smoke it. The, the Aztec, the Mayans. It was very indigenous thing. So uh, how can we take back our culture, take back our businesses, and our and and enjoy the resources that's produced from our country? The Dominican Republic is the number one, is the capital cigar of the world, right? Yeah. So people are are taking advantage from our roots and our soil, but like us, we're not benefiting. So uh, we wanna we wanna take take it back and giving it back to our people in a way. So that's what the art of cigar is. Acá cigar un arte. When you smoke our cigars, you're at least getting seven different types of tobacco in one cigar. Wow. Yeah. So this is like curated tobacco. Like somebody's there testing it and like yes. mixing it like a cigar chef. It's a chef. Yeah. He's, that's exactly what wow. he is, a chef. I never really thought about this process, but I'll tell you what this does remind mm -hmm. me of. I used to go to DR every summer with my family mm -hmm. and in the campo, part of our trip because you know we visit the whole family yeah. you know look at the dinero look at not dinero you know uh, we just like uh, visiting we were on tour and we would go to tamboril in santiago uh, outside of santiago and my tia's crib or my tia's friend's crib where we stayed was next to a cigar factory and finca yeah and so every morning the owner would bring the listing diario which is the newspaper in dr yeah. and a freshly rolled cigar to my dad El no gringo. No way. And he would bring the gringo every morning, and my dad would sip his coffee, and, you know, he would hit him off with, like, some dough and stuff. But I'm like, wow, look at this ritual. This is more than just an accompaniment to the Listín Diario. Yeah. This is a way of Dominican life. It's a lifestyle. This is a, like, it's a part of our culture. culture. We're very proud of the, cult, the soil and the things that we cultivate that are unique to Dominican Republic. So I feel you on this artistry, and I think that's so wonderful to talk about, like, how there's somebody actually putting a lot lot of work to give others a pleasurable smoke thank you yes i think uh tobacco we're known for our tobacco uh dominican republic is a place that it, it snows uh there's places that's warm like different types of climate and since we are a capitalistic uh society 
we're able to reinvest and test and put so many different seeds in different places. So that's a company we're able to reinvest and, and create different types of tobacco that you usually uh, a lot of places are not able to do so. So that's a comp- that's I think that's what put a Dominican Republic ahead of the game in a way when it came to cigars, yeah. right? So we are ahead of the game. We are dope. Like like our country is amazing. Like well, the Dominican Republic is known for tener lo más vegetación out of any other country. We have so many fruits, so many vegetables, the tobacco, el chocolate, el cacao. Precious stones, like Precious amber, stones, and uh, what does Lorimal. Another? Lorimal, that's yeah. right. It's, uh, it's a treasure of an island. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, going, and when I got old enough, I wanted to go see the treasures. And my yeah. family wasn't used to taking us to places. Like, we didn't really do the tourist thing. We visited Abuela and, uh, you know, yeah. everybody else that we yeah. had to visit, the cousins. So I remember when I started learning about my Latin culture in high school and college, every trip thereafter, I'm like, let's go to the obelisco. You know, oh, nice. I want to see the Hermana Mirabal painted on the obelisco. Let's go to the Hermana Mirabal Museum, which is where yeah. they live. Let's go to the Guacara Taina, which is like the disc of the club underneath the... Um, uh, the cave, right? Yes, it's yeah. a cave. It was. It blew my mind in, in the Parque del de Oeste, sí. right? Uh, where else do we go? The... the um, uh, the Taino Caves in San Cristobal. I forgot the name. Um, Cuevas. De, Las Cuevas del Pomier in San Cristobal. Beautiful. I mean, you're seeing inscriptions on the wall from the Taino Indians of thousands of years ago. No way. I'll never forget that because... Yes, when, so, we, yo, yo ni sabía eso, when we went to Cuevas del Pomier, it was just my mom and I. Uh-huh. And my mom... You have to, like, crawl through a hole to no get way. into the cave. Like, crawl, hands no. and knees. Yes. And my mom was like, ah! No, tú vas sola entonces. But I got her to do it. And she's like, you know what, mija? Thank you for helping me rediscover my culture, too. Because I think she also got used to just going down there for visitations, for visiting the family, and not for, like, enjoying. That's funny. That's what I do. (laughs) But there's so much. It's like New York. Like, there's still some things in New York that I've never seen. Yeah, like, New Yorkers, like, the New Yorkers (laughs) never tour New York. Because, like, you grew up here, like, like, New Yorkers don't even see the ball drop. Word. We don't do that. Yeah, or the why? Statue of Liberty. Shouldn't we have all gone to the Statue of Liberty? We all like, should have done that. I, I, I became a tourist when I moved out of New York. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And I became a tourist when I became a mom. Because oh. the kids would like ask me things or learn about things in school. I'm like, huh, that's in our backyard. I should just take them. You yeah. know, and so we, I guess, take that for granted sometimes—the yeah. things that we have at our fingertips and at our disposal. And in the DR, there's just so much, like you said, so much beauty. The beaches. Um, my next trip, which I'm planning for next year, I would like to go visit Sosua because of the Jewish community in Sosua. Do you know? About, I didn't know about that. Yo, so do you want me to drop some facts? Go ahead. Okay. During World War II and thereafter, Trujillo let a bunch of Jewish people in seeking refuge from oh, Europe. No way. And he let them in with ulterior motives to blanquear la raza. But these people were seeking political freedom and, you know, what was going on in Europe. And so they settled in Sosua. And today, to date, rather, there are Jewish synagogues and the culture is strong. No way. In Sosua. Um, many people ask me when I tell them that my dad is Jewish and my mom is Dominican, they're like, oh, you must be from Sosua. I'm like, no, no, no. No, mommy was here on uh, visiting her, my dad, my grandpa, her father, and my dad was studying to be a 
Spanish teacher, uh-huh. and he kicked it to her on the beach in Brooklyn while she was no here. No way. Oh. Yeah. That's how he went. Oh, he kicked it to her in the back. He was kicking. He was on some like, Ola, K-O-R-A-S, Kira Sierra La Pelicula. <laughs> and it worked. 56 years later, they're still going to the movies together. This is about you. So congrats on the art of cigar. How can people find their cigars? Is it online? Or yeah, how can they find we, more information? we were selling online. Go to uh, theartofcigar.co. And we we actually we're gonna launch new cigars. I have I brought some of my cigars like Don Delor base. We're gonna Ooh. release them on the twenty eighth. After um, you, this is yeah, yeah. with your name in with it. My name You're on gonna it. have a cigar. This yeah. is so great. <laughs> my, you know, I love my last name. The Delor means from like the the Lord, like from the world, right? And um, I want my last name to mean something. Actually, my last name Delor means from the family of Orb, right? So a lot of uh, last names that have like De La Rosa, Del, right? Del something actually came from slaves, mm. right? I mean, you're from that family, mm. you know? And uh, I want to take the identity of my last name. I want to re-identify. I want to take ownership of my identity. I want my last name to mean something. So when I do have kids, and I love that a lot of times when my cousins call me and they be like, De Lord, be like <laughs> I, they have this some, certain pride with their last name. Yeah. And uh, when I do have a kid, I want him to take pride. I'm like, man, my last name meant something because of my father. You know? That is deep and beautiful. Thank you. Your last name means a lot, but recently your first name took on a whole other meaning with the character that you play in La Cabina Telefónica. Ya tú sabes. Yo, pero only Gabriel is cast, and then they named the character Gabriel. Which is an honor. So that's interesting. So that came first. That she came named first. it Gadiel because she wanted to do it. And by she, are we talking she about Lori yes, from Studio yeah, Ochenta? Yes. Shout out to Lori and Maru from oh. Studio Ochenta, just producing such magnificent work. What I love about the show was uh, it's real fast. Yeah. It was not that that fake Hollywood Spanish. Like you'd be like, let's go to the fiesta. <laughs> Do you talk to Abuela today? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just cringeworthy. I hated it. And then I read this script and I was like, this is how we speak Spanish. Yeah. This is how we really do it. Naturally. Naturally. That's how we speak organic Spanish. And to be honest with you, it was like my it's like my first voiceover work, it was like little different for me, but she was directing me throughout the whole process. She was so nice. She's so great. So dope. Yeah. Right? So smart. And when I read the script, I was like, it was great to feel connected to something that I lived before. Mm. And you remember those days? Of the yes. I remember going with Con La Tia Mia, and they'd be like, you know, it's 10 cents a minute. You know, se queda ahí sentado, and they always call me back on, como tu estas, mamá, todo bien. Oh, si, todo mando un dinerito de este uni. Ria, envíalo. Sí. Yeah. Envíalo a, a, a what's the, the barriles. That barril, was, yeah, the yeah. barriles. And then remember, remember after that, they went from the cabina to buying the calling cards? That's when I came in. So that's, I didn't do the cabinas, but no. I knew of them. But I had a boyfriend in high school who would go to DR to train for baseball for months at a time. I spent so much money on calling cards. No way. I was working at Key Food Supermarket making $4.25 an hour or some shit, whatever the minimum wage was back there okay. and all my money went on calling cards I to call Junito in the Dominican Republic and yeah that was a thing 
That they had thing. all kinds. All they kinds. had like the cool ones. Like yeah. they started getting some branding on no, there. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember any of their names. I think it was one called La Vaina. <laughs> <laughs> there was not a La Vaina calling card. They, you they are making a, they, that up. They had a Vaina calling card. I was like, that no. is such a Dominican calling card. So th- this show, I had the pleasure of voicing uh, Anastasia, well, Anastasia, because she was a white girl, she was, and then some other supplemental character work. Okay. And I had the time of my life working on this show. Okay. I want to hear about your experience as okay. far as, like, your main character in this show. Uh, You're a pivotal character in the show as eh, well. Bien peligroso. Bien peligroso. But talk to me about how, it being your first VO job, you said, right? Yeah. You're used to acting on camera. Yeah. We've seen you on Pedro Life. We've seen you in movies. We see you on the stand-up stages. What was that like? What was that transition like for you? It was. It was. Um, uh, it, it, it's a unique experience because you still have to act, uh, even though you're not in the a scene and right. you're you don't have the scene partner there, but. Uh, you still have to move your body. You still have to get into this character. And I think that was, uh, it was a unique experience. It was weird for me because I'm used to having somebody there, right? I'm used to uh, have somebody responding to me. I'm, I'm used to seeing people, but I am like in this little room by myself for the first time. And I have to, you know, have these expressions and, and, and uh, you have to kind of bring up the energy in a way because yeah. it's only the voice that people are hearing. Yeah. So, I feel like it was an on-the-job training in a way, mm. right? She was there. She was directing. She was like, Adiel, we need it like this. At first, I was like, it's dramatic acting is is I'm saying the lines, and I am there, and I'm feeling it. But when it comes to voiceover, you have to bring in, like, an extra sasson, an extra uh, type of energy because people are not seeing you anymore. Right. So. And so what about improv? Did you add some of your oh, improv? Oh, <laughs> Claro. Yeah. I was like, I, I would say the line the way that she wanted me to say the line. And then afterwards, I was like, Yo quiero agregarle esta vaina. She was like, Go ahead, have fun. And I would just add and ad lib. And they, they, a lot of the ad libs they added to the show. I love the show so much. I just interviewed Isabella Gomez, and okay. that went live yesterday. So okay. go check out that episode, Eloeleros, um, because we're talking Cabina Telefonica. And if you haven't checked that out yet, it's a Spotify original, but available everywhere. Oh, and it stars Gadiel, Fanny Lu, Isabella Gomez, Rachel Aloca, a lot of great talent here. Um, okay, what is next for Gadiel Delorbe? Uh, what's next for me right now is. I was part of a movie that my friends, my, my Jewish friends. Mazel Tov. Uh, Mazel Tov. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah, yeah, they put together as uh, peak seeds. I only had like a small little part, but it got picked up by South by Southwest by, yes! by the second time. High five. Yeah, high five. Yes. Thank you. Latinos so, at South by Southwest. I, Shout I, out to Chuchi Nadalis, which is another Latino uh, uh, project that was okay. also screened at South by Southwest. Oh, yeah, that's what's and up, we yeah. had them on the show. That's Ashley Soto Paniagua and um, Adal A. Oh, my gosh. Dani. Dani Adalis. I just saw her recently. I congratulated her. Good for her that yeah. she's doing her work. And her Tell career. me more. So it's, it was shown at South by Southwest. It was shown by South by oh, Southwest. And uh, I was nervous. I only had a small part, but I mostly went over there to be there for with the family. Like, you know, like when you shoot something, a movie with somebody you guys become a family in a way and uh who the people that you work with now a lot of times are the people that you continue doing the work with yeah. right you see look at seth rogan and i and, love that right seth rogan they have the same he crew brings everybody time. back that's Ma- his crew right Ma- scorsese he has yeah. the robert de niro's and the joe pesci's right these people they work together because it's a family yeah. and this is my family 
created, right? Uh, we're already writing the other movie. We're thinking about it. We want to do like a cigar New York type of movie, right? Yes. That'd be cool. Like an uncut gems or good times. Or, maybe I shouldn't say this. Pero, oh, exclusive. <laughs> but, but that's something we're, we're curating. We're sitting down with. There's other movies that we're working on that, that still uh, I can't say much about, but we're getting financed. So that's the route that I want to go. That I want to showcase my people in film. Yeah, we're excited. Like, Dominicans are usually not showcased. Right. It's our time. It's our time. All right. The beauty of our culture is not showcased. A lot of people shy away. And Hollywood, they don't know what to do with us right now. Mm. Right. Uh, that's why I'm always excited to be part of this, La Cabina. Because I'm like, okay, this showcase is, is a Colombian, uh, it's, it's like a Colombian show mixed with Dominican, but it's New York Latinos from a certain era. Right. Uh, the films I want to create, I want to create uh, shows and films for us. I'm writing a pilot right now. Yes. You know, like a, it's a work comedy. Yeah. I'm not, not going to say much about it because todavía, todavía, la cosa no se dice todavía hasta que se... Eh, I'm an open book. I have a problem with that. You know, I always, yeah. I give the details, but you know, that's just me. Everybody has a different process and that mm -hmm. ties back into your method, yeah. your process, and I respect it. Whatever you want to talk about, Please do. Whatever you don't, we respect so that. I'd rather drop the little hints, work on it, y cuando ya la vaina está pensando Come que, back, que, when we talk about it, yeah. even more. Porque alguna vez you like, sometimes I don't know why, but Hollywood's like that, like, okay, I could be working on a project, but if it's not sold, a lot of times they don't even want you talking about it. Or yeah. You know, you sign forms, like, keep it discreet. You, there's only a certain time that you're, you're allowed to release certain information. I, I was a part of a reality show uh, that documented my pregnancy, my second pregnancy. No way. And I was in the trailer. Uh -huh. The trailer came out. The celebrity who was producing the show was on the Ellen DeGeneres show and unveiled the trailer. I opened the trailer, and I got cut from the show. Aww. I didn't even make it to air. Why? Uh, they said that for time, because the network that they landed on had a very, you know, time... A tight time, uh, I guess, duration for each uh -huh. episode. And so a few of the couples got cut, and I was one of them. But I can't tell you, and this was a few years ago, I was telling everybody, I, don't know, I, I was like, I'm part of this, and I'm part of coming out there, and there were producers in my house shooting, and they were at the hospital shooting. They came and they followed me everywhere. I mean, hours and hours and hours, they were there with me while I delivered my baby. <gasps> and I was cut from the show, but that goes to your point of yeah. like, Maybe I shouldn't have spoken about it so spoken much so until much. it aired. Que malita vergüenza. That happened to me once. I did like uh, Sigue la Risa stand-up thing. Oh. And uh, I was like, yo, yo estoy aquí en Sigue la Risa. <laughs> yo estoy ahí. Yeah. Were, I'm, like, I'm like, what episode I'm in? And you're in episode two. Like, no me diga. <laughs> so I got a whole bunch of my friends. They said, yo, yo estoy en episode two. Ven, my way. Let's go see my set. Yeah, but I, we sat down in the sala to see that thing, and they're like, where are you? I'm going to come up soon. Don't blink. Don't blink. Don't blink. Keep watching. Keep watching. Yo, and I did not show up. I'm like, and then that's when I found out, I was like, I was just there to probably warm up the crowd. They didn't record my set. I don't know what happened, but I was, like, I was not in it. It was heartbreaking for me. I was like, it was embarrassing because I invited my friends and, and they were, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. It's a thing we have to deal with. Yeah. I learned from it. I think I got some, you know, stronger skin, stronger right, stomach from that whole thing. Uh, but it, it was saddening. It was like, you know, my family it, was a little upset, too. It fucks in the way with your self-worth. Like, yeah. Am I good enough? Like, what am I doing? Like, 
Maybe I didn't look good. Yeah. Maybe my story wasn't compelling enough. Yes, yes. Maybe I didn't look, you know, there was a million things going through is my it, head. Is it interesting enough? Like, there's a lot of things that go through. In this industry, folks, there's ups and downs. Like, it fucks with, with your, your mental health. But yeah, el complejo que uno tiene. You usually don't see yourself and other people. And, and you also question yourself a lot. Yes. So... Uh, this it's always like I think Carlos Santos told me the other day. He's like it's like a sinking ship. It's like a sinking ship. And you just gotta do everything you can yeah, yeah, to not yeah. sink to with not it, sink right? It. It's like Titanic, yeah. you know, like make your way to the top it's tier, the top deck, you know, get a cello player while you're yeah. at it, you know. <laughs> and it sounds it sounds depressing. But uh um it's the real though. Is the, is the reality the ups and downs? That's becomes important to surround yourself with good people, people with a strong mindset. Lo mío es, I I baby I baby myself. I'm the one that talks to myself. Like I did, you got this. Oh, you're worth it. Ida uh, Rodriguez, like Ida Rodriguez in my corner, like she's the one that motivates me. She put her believing in me. I believe in her. Like surrounding myself with good people, right? Uh, having a strong team. Not only that, but like you have to be that that your own cheerleader. Yeah. Right? I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror, I be like, yo, you great. I love you. I do that, but I listen, I do that through song. Uh -huh. And my go-to song is Shensia. Uh -huh. First thing in the morning, when I wake up, thank God for life. Look in the mirror, say, bitch, I'm the best, 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 best. I'm not a singer, but that's my affirmation song. Okay, good. Almost every morning. I'm going to start listening to it. Either that, or uh, I may I make a recommendation, another one. Uh, this may be for the females more than the men, okay. but Cozy by Beyonce off of the Renaissance album. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. I, oh, I don't know her songs like that. I'm going to be honest. It's a good song like cozy. that. Like, because it's all about, like, you know, comfortable in my skin. Cozy with who I am. I love myself. Goddamn, I'm cozy. You know what I'm saying? And okay. Th that's like, I can't say it to myself, but I, like, sing it to myself if okay. that makes any sense. Yo, you mentioned something we must talk about. Okay. Aida Rodriguez. See. Si. You on tour, son. Oh, yeah, you on tour right now. Yo, I, you, I, I had to not, not mention that. I don't know. We're gonna, this is going a little over, but we have to talk about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. You're on tour with Aida Rodriguez. Claro. And we got one more show. We got Miami. I think that's on... Uh, I'm also headlining the La Famora on June 16th. But I think on the 15th, we are in, in Miami and where have you gone so far? And tell me about this tour and the fun you're having. And oh, what are you man. learning? Tell me oh, everything. Oh, man. Aida Rodriguez. Esa mujer una reina. Yeah. Brilliant. Let me... Man, this, this, this woman is so underrated. This woman is so underrated. Um, she's uh, one of four nationally touring Latina comedians. Yes. Right? And I think she doesn't get the flower and the... Me touring with her learned a lot about women in comedy. And how women in comedy are underpaid, underappreciated. But I see how people are showing up for her. Like I think um, Ida has hit a, a different stride within her career, where where she has the fan base that people are coming up to her to fuck. They fuck with her because of the way that she thinks. Mm -hmm. So that, there's a there's a level in comedy that comedians want to get to that people show up because of you and what you have to say. Right. And and. Either has hit that level. Does that make sense? So I've learned so much from Aida and the way that she crafted, she changed a lot of my jokes. 
and she said she she has expanded so many of my jokes that there's an added emotion. So before it was just, uh, let me do a set of punch, set of punch. What is the funny? I'm like, let me just be funny on stage. And she's like, no, Gadiel, what about the, the emotion? You went through something. You're talking about, there's a certain audience that you're trying to reach, like Gadiel. What are you saying? What's the yeah. story? What's the emotional aspect? You went through something here. You're just telling me jokes, yeah. right? And she changed so much of my craft. That's really amazing. It sounds like she's opening your horizons to yeah. more comedy. To more comedy. And what happens with Aida is... Yo la llamo la reina. I call her the Latina queen of comedy for many reasons, right? Because what makes you a queen is not uh, that I'm just funny. I'm the funniest one. That's not what makes you a queen. What makes you a queen or a king and what makes you great is how you treat the people around you, yeah. how you uplift your village, your community. And that's what people need to be doing. Yeah. That's why I'm, I got a lot from her. She uplifts me. But what she's done is she directed Ian special. Yeah. She directed Shout out to Ian Lara. Ian Lara. Lara is funny, hilarious. But she's very big on helping her community around her. She's touched somebody. She touches people around her. She's all about business. She's all about growing. She's all about helping the people around her. Yeah. Even though people haven't done that for her. Mm. And that's what makes you great. Well, I think that she's incredibly talented nah. and brilliant and even more brilliant for bringing you on tour with her. You guys together are just a, a duo that I, anybody would pay to see. Like, oh, yeah, you compliment your comedy complements each other very well. You're an amazing storyteller. Thank okay. You. And you're just so funny. Like you. your presentation, your your ability to Thank use you. Dominicanisms and everything that you do. It's so great. And I like just to piggyback off of what you said. She speaks so eloquently and she's like knowledgeable. She's knowledgeable. she knows the knowledge and she's allowed to say what she says and she's very outspoken, very outspoken. politically. I we saw her last night. We saw uh, Leguizamo does America. Yeah, and she's in it. And she's in it. And she did great. She did so great. She spoke about using the the term Latinx. Uh, which is a hot topic for hot us. Topic. Some people like it, some people, some people don't. Hate it. But at least what either brings is a perspective from an educational standpoint on like why and where the word came from and then goes into her opinion on it. Mm -hmm. So I love listening to her and watching her. I've seen her perform a ton of times. She's an HBO special. Yep. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. on the gram and yeah. she's been on podcasts. Yeah. I love the way she speaks. I would love to have her on the show. If we could plant that seed, maybe right. you can hook me up a little um, bit. Uh, Okay. Uh, one more thing. I know we're going way over, but I want to shout you out for, we didn't talk about Pero Like a lot. Okay. Pero, watching you, and shout out to Julissa, okay, watching yeah. you guys on Pero Like back in the day was just so inspiring. I know you've touched millions with your content. Oh, yeah. And man. They loved you. Like, you were, you guys were everywhere. Yeah. There was even the crossover episodes where BuzzFeed was doing, like, the food stuff with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. wasn't Pero like it. Was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, we did Bring Me, we did Tasty, just bringing Pero like into these other uh, worlds of, of BuzzFeed at that time. Man, golden era of Pero like. Well, talk to me about that. Now that you're, like, you know, so many eons ahead of it, and it was a pillar in your career, on your stone. journey, right? Great, yeah. Tell me about that, like in hindsight, 
what what was that experience like for you and what did you learn from it oh that's a good question i think is uh sometimes when you're in the motions of things you don't understand what you're doing right and uh there, I, there was always a mission and intention when i wasn't there like the intention was how can i highlight us right and then still my mission is how can i highlight us uh when i came to work at busfee i didn't care about busfee and i think people went into busfee for the wrong intentions and and i could have gone into better like with the wrong intentions but my intention was uh i was inspired by uh that's dominican.com yeah and i saw the the tommy peñas and and the manuel minus p uh, I, I miss Manny. Manny, right? I haven't seen him in so long. So Manny minus me. But uh, I was living in San Diego. I would watch the YouTube and I would wait for that. That's Dominican.com to come up with a new episode. And what these guys gave me, I felt seen. Mm. Even though I lived in San Diego for such a long time, I mm. love my Domin. I fell in love with me again. Mm. Right. I love that. And uh, when I went into Pero Like Is, it that was. What I was looking to give people, I wanted to give uh, my Dominicans the love, enthusiasm that they gave me. I want to give it back, and I wanted to do that in a way with better life. Love that, right? But it was not only focused on Dominicanness because the beauty, the beauty of better life. It was like this is all encompassing Latinos. But I'm gonna bring my own sazon that I learned and I that, that was gifted to me by the that's the. Right, so you gotta give them your flowers, or I give that Manuel Manespi and Tommy Pena their flowers because they're they're the ones that that started. So much respect for them. Right. I love seeing Tommy whenever yeah. I do. He's on the scene, heavy. He's on the scene. Yeah. And the funny thing is, pero like at the, the times we were doing it, we didn't see what we were doing. We were seeing the millions of views, the virality. It was we were experimenting, but we it was just numbers at the time, but we didn't see the impact that it was doing for the community. See. In hindsight, ahora que yo lo veo, yo digo, mierda, coño, we did so much. That was oh, cool. Sí. My mother has such a crush on you. Ah, no me digas. Oh, sí. Oh, sí. She loves, I mean, my mother's not the most internet savvy, but uh. she knew exactly how to find your content all the time. <laughs> and she would repost it on her Facebook, para la prima, para pa su hermana. En Facebook. My mother's on Facebook a lot. I may que, have to intervene. Eh, I, don't, I don't know. Y eso que I'm locked out of Facebook. I can't even get in on Facebook. ¿Qué pasó? Yo no sé que eh, Facebook tiene una vaina de I got a new phone. And when she got a new phone, that I, I can't do the whole uh, two-step login code. So oh, I've been no. locked out for eight months. So alguien que trabaja en Facebook y que listening to this, dígame que I need to log into my damn Facebook and my page está ahí en el limbo. En el limbo está esa vaina por ocho meses. No, pero the viejos need it. You know, the viejos are on Facebook. But so it's like I'm not going to do content for the viejos. <laughs> They love it. It may not be your target market, but yo. They love it. But I can't. They're not gonna. I have no access to them. Damn. They're like this right now. Like, oh my. 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 Oh my.
the Eloeleros out there find inspiration from these interviews because there's always these nuggets of like, yeah. oh, damn, I didn't know that. Or I didn't know, like, mm -hmm. there was Latinos behind the scenes over there at Buzz. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. I would love for you to speak to the Eloeleros right now okay. and talk to them about maneuvering your career as an Afro-Latino, as, you know, Gadiel del Orbe. Yeah. And now in hindsight, so many years later, talk to us about how you've gotten using those tactics Tactics, how you've gotten to where you are. What are some of those tactics that you can share with the Eloeleros? Yeah. Whether they're aspiring actors, writers, it doesn't really matter. Like yeah. firefighters, plumbers, it doesn't really matter. But maneuvering as Gadiel, I'm sure, will inspire others. Uh, yes, I think uh, at that time I, will, I, I was waking up early and, and listening to a lot of motivational stuff. But I think uh, be conscious of who you surround yourself with. Uh, my closest friend is Andy. We're also partners at the cigar business, but your mindset is everything. You have to protect uh, your circle. You got to protect who gets close to you. Uh, some people are draining, yeah. right? Uh, your art is your business, right? Discipline is very big because uh, discipline is self-love. Discipline, your boundaries is very important. Are you doing this for you? Like, the self, I think everything comes from self-love first, right? Work on yourself. Whatever limiting beliefs that you have, write down your goals every day and look at them. Mm. Look at your goals because yep. if you don't look at your goals, you're just, you're running through life blindly. Your intentions, intentions, and like your intentions, integrity, and, and, and your purpose, be clear on those. Write them down every single day. And move forward honoring yourself and your word. Because if you don't honor yourself, then you cannot honor anybody else, right? That self-love is extremely important before you move on with anything. Because if you betray yourself, you're not going to move forward anything, right? And I do, I, I do have family issues in a way that, that I didn't grow up in a household where there was love. Mm. And I think uh, there, that, was, that was also a superpower for me because there was a, a, a way of me that wanted validation. That was my superpower. Like, I want a validation. I want to I wanna be big. I want to do this. I want to do that, right? But it, uh, what, what I think what helped me more was the love that I have for people. I wanted uh, people to be seen. I wanted us to be seen. It was the love for my community that made me push forward. Like, we need this. Yeah. Right, it was not about that, you know. Now is 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 to in order to pursue something to a higher level is how can I look within and and get rid of whatever limiting beliefs I have about myself. The love that I didn't get from home, I'm giving it to you. Mm. You see what I'm saying? The love I didn't get from people or ex partners, I'm giving it to you. Mm. So. Uh, uh, honoring yourself, your intentions are everything, your integrity, your word, and following up like within yourself. Once you honor yourself, you will honor people around you. True. Right? So I think that's the advice that I have. Like, start from within, and then everything and the outside will fix itself. Thank you, Gabriel. You guys that was can... Long. That was long. That was, no, it wasn't. It was perfect. It was so perfect like you. Tell everybody where they can follow you if they're not following you already. Well, you can, you can follow me at Gadiel Del Orbe uh, on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook no more, but if somebody gets me on Facebook, <laughs> so I'll be, uh, 
<laughs> it's so great. Congratulations on everything. And check out Gadiel in La Cabina Telefonica. He's yeah, so yeah. good. And you're in so many episodes. It's so fantastic. Uh, Congratulations. Everybody that's part of the production, everybody uh, for giving me the opportunity and trusting me uh, to be part of the show. And the show is great. Make sure you guys listen to it. Well, thank you for coming on Latinos Out Loud again. And thank you for having me. I think every time I come out with Latinos Out Loud, there's, there's love. We go way back, right? Uh, we have a relationship outside of here. Like, yes. you know, like it's always been a dope friendship. And I'm here always to support love. you. And I want you to win. Keep doing it. You look great. You, oh, you're God shining yeah. great, too. Like, thank you. I got your back. Right? And, uh, Thank you so much for everything. I support you. I've always supported you. I mean, there's amazing. like nobody that I don't really support, but you have a special place in my heart. You too. And you I always just... been funny. I've been I've been a fan of you all yours for a long time. Thank yeah. you. Let's hug. We're hugging now. Bye, you bye. can't see this. But we're hugging so tight. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is so much love right here. All right, you guys, this has been another episode of Latinos Out Loud. This is so great. We're live here from Luminary. Shout out to Luminary. Um, I work here from time to time. This is a co-working space. I like to call it a she-work. It's not a we-work. Um, and I'm uh, an American Express and Luminary Fellow. So I got no this way. fellowship that gave me a one-year membership to this place. No way. They awarded 150 small business owners who identify as Latina. Damn. And I'm one of the 150. No way. Yes, well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it really is. I feel like, I mean, this is like a little bungalow or like a little one of those, um, you know, uh, cabinas or whatever you call them, poolside by the yeah, resort. Like, this it's is nice. Sweet. We're in the meditation room. Yeah, and we're not meditating. Hell no. I guess podcasting is a form of meditation. Therapy. Right? A form therapy. of therapy. <laughs> we chase them away with our loud Latino being loudness. That's it. You ever be in a bus stop that's crowded and all you have to do is get on the phone with like your tia, your mommy, and then all of a sudden they all disperse and you have breathing room. Oh, you start coughing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> coughing. That is such a tactic. I see it all the time. You know what's really gross, too? Okay. Uh, maybe we should end this podcast on this, but like uh, this episode. The other day, I was in, uh, yeah, I was at the Ambi Awards in Vegas, and I'm walking through um, the casino, and some guy was on a machine and did a double sneeze snot rocket. No. Yo, into like the crowd. Double sneeze snot rocket. No. Come on, bruh. Come on, bro. Yeah, you can't he, be he doing that. He was very comfortable. A little too comfortable. All right, I'm going to leave it on that disgusting note. Thank you so much, Eloeleros, for listening to yet another episode of Latinos Out Loud. On that note, we out! The Latinos Out Loud podcast.